Continuing to take the pulse of some delegates at the Tampa, Florida Republican National Convention this week. Delegates, of course, will be the ones who choose the Republican nominee for president. They come from every state, U.S. territories. A few come from Washington, D.C., where you can't get more blue than D.C. In the 2008 election, President Obama earned 93 percent of the city's vote, the most of any area of the country. It's a perennial Democratic stronghold, which is one reason why D.C. has trouble getting a voting member of Congress or a senator. But we don't want to get into that argument at all. With the GOP's get rid of big government message, though, D.C. can be a tricky place sometimes for Republicans. Patrick Mara has successfully navigated it all, though. He's a Romney delegate, a member of D.C.'s Board of Education, the only Republican to hold elected office in the city. He joins us now. Uh, Mr. Mr. Honorable Delegate Patrick Mara, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Rachel Hoff is also here, another Romney delegate. Rachel's a foreign policy expert who has worked for Congress and the national security think tanks there in D.C., between the two of them, we have a little bit more than 10 percent of the D.C. delegation on our program. <laughs> Rachel, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. So it's fair to say that, Rachel, you're a part of the kind of think tank policy wonk establishment there in uh, Washington, right? Absolutely. And Unless y- that's an indictment. And It's not an indictment. No, absolutely not. And uh, Patrick, uh, you're an elected Republican, which is much more of a fringe character there in the D.C., Patrick. It is safe to say that it's very difficult to become an elected Republican in the most Democratic district, well, democratic space in uh, the United States at 75 percent registered Democrat. So do you give advice to candidates that have maybe some tough races going into the fall, Patrick? I do, but it's just a matter of whether or not they listen to that advice. Uh, the, the interesting thing about Washington, D.C. is, as, you've, as many of your listeners have probably witnessed, uh, you know, D.C. has done a good job in our uh, traditional public schools at moving uh, education reform forward. Uh, We have the largest organically grown public charter school system in the nation at uh, 41% of our publicly funded students. And then, of course, we have the Opportunity Scholarship Program, uh, which is a federally funded voucher program. So we're likely, even though we're so uh, disproportionately Democrat, we probably have one of the largest jurisdictions of school choice uh, per capita in the nation. Does that get reflected in the uh, GOP uh, uh, platform in any sense? Uh, well, I, I did uh, go in to talk a bit about how, uh, you know, Chancellor Henderson, uh, who is our current uh, D.C. public schools chancellor, and Chancellor uh, Ree, who uh, many of your listeners are probably aware of, you know, they've just done an excellent job about, mo- about moving the ball forward. And obviously I highlighted the uh, uh, public charter school system and the Opportunity Scholarship Program as well to the to the platform committee before it met, so back in Washington, D.C., but uh, I think it is to a certain extent, but that's something we have to go back and take a better look at. Well, you're you're walking along there on policy and education there, Patrick Mara, with the best of them. That's that's terrific, and you point out that uh, D.C. is a very interesting pilot program for charter schools uh, uh, that uh, is uh, replicated throughout the United States. Rachel Hoff, what kind of a window do you have on uh, this convention as a foreign policy expert? Well, you know, I think it's an it's an interesting campaign season for for foreign policy. Obviously, um, Governor Romney's outlined a very very different worldview, articulated a very different worldview than than our current president. And I think that although certainly jobs in the economy, healthcare are, are really driving the debate in this campaign, I'm meeting a lot of people here at convention who who are who are very concerned about about our our role in the world, about American leadership in the world, and who uh, want a president who's who's really going to lead America. Um, in that direction. 
you know, you can tell that things are starting to get going there uh, on the, the convention site because of the noise in the background. Uh, we're speaking, speaking with two delegates from Washington, D.C. to the Republican National Convention, Rachel Hoff and Patrick Mara. Rachel, can you articulate for me what the very different foreign policy worldview is between Barack Obama and uh, Mitt Romney? Because I'm having trouble understanding it. You know, from from my perspective, this our, our current president has has himself, uh, this administration itself, has articulated a strategy of of leading from behind, and I think that that it's seen it's it's seen very little success uh, in terms of its its foreign policy agenda. And from Governor Romney, from from his team, from um, what what I view to be a, a fairly robust and and very impressive national security ad- advisory system that that he's rolled out in terms of the working groups and uh, and the advisors. Uh, that are on board with the campaign. Well, Rachel, I don't want to you put hear you on them. the spot that, but there, but, but uh, what do you mean by leading from behind? That was a phrase that, that came out of the Obama administration when articulating um, their plan for the operations in Libya. And I think that what Americans want and, and what the Romney administration has outlined um, is American leadership from the front, sort of traditional, um, you know, America is... Uh, is a nation that that has led the world with with the peace through strength mentality um, for for generations, and and I think that that's been a fairly bipartisan approach to foreign policy. And I think the current administration has been a real departure from that. And and so deeper I'm involvement in Syria. Well, I, are you asking about my personal opinion or no? Or the no. What, what do you think? Just in terms of the distinguishing from this leadership from behind, and you use the Libyan example, which raises the question of Syria right off the bat. Right, sure. Well, I think I think this administration has has seen very little success with their strategy of kind of in the middle, not do nothing, not be very active, but sort of call for uh, Assad's resignation, say that he he uh, you know needs to go, and then sort of sit on its hands for over a year, not provide real support to the opposition, but at the same time, um, you know, not not support the regime either. So you would support arming the opposition, and then I'll leave it there on on Syria. Yes. Yes. All right. So, Patrick Mara, do you guys as delegates uh, get into these policy and uh, debates that I've uh, sort of ginned up here a little bit? Or is it more about strategy, tactics, optics, who's looking good? Chris Christie, is he the next heir apparent to hear uh, some of the rising stars that you're going to hear tonight? What, what are the discussions around the tables, Patrick? You know, I, so, I suppose we do a bit. But, you know, one of the issues that I really want to highlight as a delegate is the unique situation that D.C. finds itself in. You know, most Americans may not be aware of this, but we're 600,000 American citizens who live in the District of Columbia, so a greater population than the state of Wyoming. We have no representation in Congress, so we actually pay taxes but have no one representing us in Congress except for a non-voting delegate. And then on top of that, we don't even, with our local tax dollars, Congress decides how we spend our own local tax dollars. So imagine if you're someone who lives in New York City but then members of Congress from all over the country are now deciding how you spend your own local tax dollars. So this budget autonomy issue is something that I really want to highlight among delegates as well as voting rights. Uh, Rachel, do you support uh, full representation in Congress for Washington, D.C.? Yes, I, th- I think it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's un-American and, and, as Patrick said, um, certainly un-Republican to have American citizens that, are, that do not have a vote in the House of Representatives. Now, 
if you take that to John Boehner, Patrick Mara, he's going to sure. say, forget about it. We're, we don't need any more Democrats over here in the House. And, Rachel, if you take that to Mitch McConnell, he's going to say, no, 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 we're not going to get any more Democratic senators from the District of Columbia. Sure. It's, that, that, certainly, that certainly is an issue. But one of, one of the things we're trying to do, and I know I, I do this quite often, I meet with Republican members in the House. I mean, one of the issues in the House is that it's a very transient body. And a lot of folks don't understand exactly what the issues are. And as you would imagine, um, the, con- the constituency that lives in D.C. is a bit more progressive than pretty much any other House district in the nation. So really the message I want to bring about budget autonomy is just, you know, leave us alone. Let us control our own finances. Um, and at the end of the day, that really is a Republican message to let this local jurisdiction decide to spend the money the way that they see fit. Would you take the representation issue to Mitch McConnell, Rachel Hoff? I think it's much it's much less of a question in the in the Senate. It's a much more complicated question. I think Patrick's point on the on the House is is where uh, the focus needs to be. So the the budgetary issue. Um, finally, Rachel, when you hear and you're going to hear this over the next several days, uh, you know, government needs to get smaller and big government is the problem. I mean, living in the seat of big government there in Washington and being a part of the whole think tank infrastructure. Do you think sometimes that they're talking about you? Well, you know, I I think that, uh, of course, government um, is separate from from think tanks in this country. And so the think tanks I worked for received no government funding. Um, I did work for the United States Congress previously for for a member of the House of Representatives. Um, But I think I think when, when when people talk about that, and it's certainly something that Patrick and I talk about as well, they're talking about bloated bureaucracies. Um, I don't think that they're talking about the public policy research that's coming out of Washington, D.C.'s think tanks. And, uh, Patrick, you know, it sounds like you guys are having a pretty good time there at the convention. What's on tap today? Well, Rachel and I are on the uh, Committee on Permanent Organization, and so we will be in committee meetings for most of the day now. But I'm sure there there are things on my calendar that I have RSVP'd to later on. Uh, Rachel, can And I everybody's get... looking forward to Chris Christie's speech this evening. So right, absolutely. right. Can I just ask you, what is the Committee on Permanent Organization, Rachel? It's, it's funny that. because actually Patrick and I didn't didn't know before we were appointed to the committee, but it's a committee that votes on the chairman of the convention. It's 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 fairly ceremonial. It's just uh, taking care of the the business of the convention before they gavel down. Okay, well, you, you got, do get a you do get a special badge though. I want to know. That's true. Excellent, excellent. You each guy have fifteen seconds now to give your Chris Christie pitch for Mitt Romney tonight. Patrick, go. Oh, great. Okay. Well, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to Chris Christie because a lot of the things that Chris Christie talks about are the issues that the Republican Party of D.C. is really trying to bring to the forefront. And I know that when I when I first meet Chris Christie, I am going to mention him to him about this issue of uh, budget autonomy and voting rights and how we're not treated like any other American citizens in the United States. Rachel Hoff. I think Chris Christie uh, is a, a great governor. He's one of America's best, uh, second only perhaps to the great Governor Mitt Romney. <laughs> Seamless messaging there from Rachel Hoff and Patrick Mara, two members of the D.C. delegation at the Tampa Republican National Convention. Thanks. There's a lot going on right now. Mounting economic inequality, threats to democracy, environmental disaster, the sour stench of chaos in the air. I'm Brooke Gladstone, host of WNYC's On the Media. Want to understand the reasons and the meanings of the narratives that led us here? And maybe how to head them off at the pass? 
That's on the media's specialty. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts.